I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, my people. Welcome. This is 105.3 FM HD2. It's the Food Show. And I'm your host, J.W. Kennedy, taking over for Mr. Tom Fitzmaurice, who is away with his wife, the lovely Marianne. Who knows where they are? But you know what? Who cares? Because this is my, it's my show today. I'm taking over. We're going to have a great time. And we have a great group of guys, and I want to thank Tom and Mary Ann for having me on this show. I hope they're having a, a fabulous time wherever they're at. I know they work hard. And this show business, this radio business, is, I couldn't do it every day, even though I can talk to a brick wall, you know. So I can only do it for a few hours. Uh, by yearly but we're going to have a good show we got a great group uh, great lineup great group of guys and they even have a, a young man uh, uh, sitting on the sidelines interning and uh, he's, he's going to listen to what we got to talk about and what we got to talk about baby is coming up less than two weeks it's going down on uh, March 29th and 30th. It's a Friday and a Saturday. We're talking outdoor cooking. We're talking hog slaying. We're talking hogs for the cause, baby. 2019. And not only do I have uh, an all-star cast of uh, a team, I have the directors, Becker Hall and Renee Luop. How you doing, fellas? Doing wonderful. Thanks for having us. No, any, Always good to be back in the saddle with you. It is, you know, and we were... <laughs> as long as we got two saddles, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> two horses. Right, we got two horses. But anyways, look, guys, this is, what, the 11th year, correct? Yep. The 11th year, and it's... I remember, the, I remember the first or second year when y'all started getting big in City Park... Uh, or the third year, I don't remember the first year, but y'all started from nothing and not intending it to be anything, but just raising a little money for a dear friend, and holy pig, <laughs> what did it turn out to be? Uh, yeah, I think we ask ourselves that same question <laughs> all the time, but uh, here we are with you, Justin, and here we are, hogs one week away, so let's uh, let's make it count. So it started with... Uh, a couple of smokers, right? And y'all did it. Y'all. I wouldn't on. even go that far. <laughs> we basically we had we we had a rotisserie spit, and neither of us had ever used a rotisserie spit in our lives. But Renee told me he could cook this. Uh, you know, if you're familiar with kind of the 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 pigs when they have the spines removed, we had a kind of a 60 pound caterpillar pig out there. If you know those are familiar with those caterpillar pigs. Donald Link had given us this seasoned caterpillar pig, and we we almost cooked the damn thing, but we had a good time. Uh, you can now eat pork to, like, medium rare. So, um, <laughs> you know, we uh, we sort of underestimated how long it would take, how hungry we, people would be. There's the ever-present battle of, of you're battling elements, wind, wood, you know, gas, fire. 
alcohol. That's the thing. They don't tell you how much goes into hedging your alcohol. That's the, right. the intake. That's the hardest thing to control. When you're out there for 12 hours, you know. Enough is enough. You're pace, ready to eat. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's. Yeah, so we started with one pig, about 200 people. Uh, and then fast forward. You the, cooked the pig all the way? It was done? Yeah, okay. we, 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 yeah, yeah. no one died. No one died. Okay. Uh, we know. Um, then uh, we added teams the next year, and then we added a music festival the third year, and yada, yada, yada. This year we got over 90 teams from all across the country, 23 bands on three stages. Um, we'll probably have between 20 and 30,000 people out there. Uh, the cause has stayed the same. It's pediatric brain cancer outreach services. We've now given out grants to over 700 people across the country since we started. Over a million dollars in uh, direct grants, over a million two in charitable giving to hospitals and organizations around the country. And all of it really just started um, growing 10 years ago. And um, we haven't stopped yet. So. Yeah, one pretty cool little fact that we, we just realized is that one of our teams that's been with us for 10 years now, this is their 10th year, they just raised their millionth dollar towards the cause. Wow. One team has raised a million dollars in 10 years. So I'm looking at you and your can, teammates can, going, can, where are, we, where are y'all step doing? Step it up. I mean, step it up. <laughs> I know, man. <laughs> what, can, you, can you name the team? Can it's Florida Q. That's awesome. Yeah. And those guys are just, that's the guys with just the, the, the monstrosity of a, of a mansion they build for one day only. That's right, huh? yeah. They just... They just put a plantation house in the middle of UNO, and uh, they raise a lot of money. Uh, they they could they they raise a lot of money. I don't know if they uh, win a lot of food awards, but they were they, yeah. they raise a lot of money. Yeah. But you know the team you got here. I mean, I can't brag on them too much. You know, ever since Chris Montero is over here, got involved, and we got this team really going, and now y'all are raising twenty twenty five thousand dollars and on your own. Yep. Not only that, I mean. You know, I got to say, these guys won whole hog last year, which is one of the most difficult things to cook and do well. Uh, and which is why we stopped doing it. Yeah, exactly. And they, they crushed it. So they got first place. Uh, and, you know, they do, y'all do this great event out in Lake Tahoe, which I'm sure we'll touch on a little bit more. But y'all been doing that high altitude training, as, as I like to say. And in the summer, when all the other teams are taking it easy, y'all are out there cooking. So we can't appreciate all that y'all do as well and uh, really love yeah. getting to know you guys through this event as well and 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 listeners if you haven't been involved with, i know probably a lot of listeners are involved in some of the teams and a lot of people have been out there it, it's a lot of work it's definitely a lot of work to uh maybe it's a lot of work how just how i do it with these guys on my team maybe they make it more work than it should be but, uh, it's well, you know, if y'all would just read the rules <laughs> and not listen to Brewer's interpretation of the rules, it would save everybody a whole lot of time. Well, Justin, uh, you talked a bit about the roots for Hogs of the Cause. Mm -hmm. We should talk about where it is now. This is Ian McNulty, food writer for the New Orleans Advocate, by the way. Happy to be here. Uh, but I'm always impressed by how much we talk about Hogs of the Cause year-round. It's something I'm certainly hearing about year-round covering the food beat in New Orleans. I hear about it in restaurants. I hear about it in backyards. I hear about it from barbecue aficionados. I hear about it from people who love live music. I hear about it from uh, a lot of different walks of life in New Orleans that seem to come together for this thing. And it's next weekend. It's Friday and Saturday out at the lakefront, the n still considered probably the new venue for it in year yeah. three, yeah, right? I think so, yeah. Uh, and, you know, the numbers are important, right? Million dollars raised, 90-plus teams, twenty to 30,000 people. 
Um, but it's not just a numbers game. It's what goes into it, the quality that we're seeing out there of the food, of the experience, of like the, the show that people put on. I'm always really impressed by how much the teams contribute to that. Was that by design? I mean, you, you've kind of no, handled nothing over the was keys. by design. Okay. I mean, we'll tell you that it was absolutely everything that, as far as we've got, we planned in in the basement that morning before Hogs Run. But uh, you have a usually, basement actually, in New Orleans. Yeah, uh, I've had two houses in New Orleans with basements, but that's we'll get to that later. And one um, flooded. The next one flooded. Yeah, and we rebuilt uh, it on a swamp. What's interesting <laughs> is usually the things that we try to plan out don't work out, but the things that kind of happen organic. Like we never asked, <laughs> we never asked any teams to build two-story buildings. We never asked teams to, um, you know, to to really go fundraise throughout might, the year. We might send them a picture and say, hey, guys, this is pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, like we just sort of uh, put the idea in their head, knowing this, knowing that at the end of the day, there's sort of, there's still a desire amongst amongst people to have a better clubhouse than the kids from the other neighborhood. Yeah. And that's really like what it, it just comes back to, you know, a competitive drive that's in a lot of folks where either they want to raise the most money, they want to cook the best food, they want to have the best booth, they want to have the best party. And so if you just kind of give them a platform for that and say, here are the rules. These are like the rules you cannot violate for insurance, legal, regulatory, international treaty rules. Uh, And here are the other things that, you know, we want you to try to stay in bounds for. But the rest of it, have some fun. And I think we've always been open to teams saying, hey, wouldn't it be really cool if we could, after the band's end on Friday night if we could have a band. Yeah, that sounds pretty cool. Let's see if we can do it. So those types of conversations have always really happened. And then there's natural evolution from there. Once things start, because the teams go, man, those guys did something pretty cool last year. I bet we can do better. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I think I we guarantee you we could go bigger. Later on in the show, I'll introduce uh, the, our team, Sansa and the Hams, everybody who's here, but we've we've done the same thing. Is is pretty much trying to keep up with the Joneses, and all yeah. of a sudden there's a lot of Joneses out there. There's you a know? lot of good sociological you know, experiments and, and projects out there. And Ian, you got your you got your finger on the pulse. I think you're probably one of the the the, the best food writers uh, in town. You know, you you not only are you you are who you are wherever you are. You know, you don't you guilty. don't yeah yes. guilty as charged. <laughs> you don't change for nobody, and you tell it how it is. And you're always even you always give restaurants constructive criticism. You know, one thing about you is you never you really you never bash anyone. You know, I mean. As far as what I know, you know. Oh, look, we're talking about the thing that people love in this town. And, you know, you have to be critical. Everyone's going to approach it with a critical eye. You should. But, uh, you know, when you start talking about food, you're talking about something that immediately gets people's attention in our region. Uh, Something that potentially can bring them together. Something they can certainly talk about and argue about. And at the end of the day, the stakes are taste, Mm -hmm. culture. I mean, it's not necessarily politics and derision. I mean, right, it, it's right. something that people are are fluent in because they care about it, because it's something they grew up with, because it's something they interact with a lot. That's why that's where the passion comes from. And, you know, frankly, it's an honor to be able to be part of that conversation, uh, which, you know, brings us back to what we're talking about here. I mean, Pogs of the Cause gets lumped in a lot with festivals. You know, you could consider it a festival. It certainly has part of that format. But again, I think these teams, that structure is what makes it more of a cultural happening because it's not just confined to what happens out there on the lakefront for those, uh, you know, Friday night and all day Saturday. Exactly. It's, this, it's, the, it's the fellows in this room. You guys get together. You have your practice runs. You know, I talk to teams who are active throughout the year with, you know, the technical aspects, but also the social aspects. It's another way that people in this town kind of get together and gravitate and do their thing through food 
And in this case, it's got the cause, right? Yeah. The, helping out those families, you know, with pediatric brain cancer, that uh, that gives it a, a purpose, a direction. But at the end of the day, it's tapping into something people want to do anyway. They want to socialize. They want to cook together. They want to get it, together. It's it's turned in one of those things. You, I guess you can relate relate it to like football season, Saints football. And I'm telling you guys, and, and y'all already know, everybody's so hyped. They're amping up. They're watching the teams. They're watching every game. They're, and then the day it's over with. They're already talking about next year. You know, same with Mardi Gras. It's, it's turned into that status. And I've, I've, I've met all these group of guys from Tori to Mike to Jared to Chris to y'all, all from, from this. You know, you don't even think about, and, and this is when you know you got a good fundraiser, okay? When you don't think about the cause in the forefront to go, to, to go and do it. Now, I'm not trying to say... Don't think about the cause, but when you got a fundraiser that people are having fun at, you know, just want to go for the for the event, and then it's tacked on to a beautiful fundraiser doing great things in this town. I mean, that's when you know it's a win-win. I, I think you nailed it there, Justin. The, the hogs for the cause is the saints of slow and low cooking in New Orleans. Right now. It definitely is. You know, they had a rough start. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the franchise had a rough yeah. start. <laughs> had to go through some changes. Uh, Switch locations, <laughs> right? I mean, we fire each other every yeah. every year anyway. So, well, could, yeah. Why did you eventually? Uh, I might know this, may, might not, but why did y'all eventually switch locations to the well, uh, arena? You know, we found out the hard way that New Orleans is under sea level, and that some areas are more under sea level than others. And uh, while we loved, you know, it, it, there's really a lot of reasons. A lot of people say, "Oh, you were underwater in City Park all the time. You had to move." We did. You know, we our teams are really what drive this event. And if we can't give them the best possible experience, then they're not going to keep coming back, and they're not going to be raising as much money towards this this cause that we do. And we got to find a way to give them a great experience year over year. So, you know, we, we realized that, that that side at City Park wasn't can't really give us that. Yeah, and, it, was uh, t- it was tough in a couple of ways. One, you know, as you, we, we started loading in the Friday after Mardi Gras. Right. You know, it, it's it's a month load in process. Team y'all's tent will probably be up tomorrow. You know, like this takes a while. Uh, and then also, you know, we, we got some really good feedback outside of our organization. And, you know, that mid-city area, that's where our offices are. I love that area. Yeah. I love City Park. You know, there's a lot of events there. And, mm-hmm. and you could start to see the strain on right. the neighborhood. Because and we were was, growing, too, so yeah. that we knew that we'd only be a bigger problem for them. And there'd be more cars on people's driveways and you know it would be us and it would be crescent city classic and it would be jazz fest and they would have almost four weeks in a row like that so we we found that location and it was sort of right hidden right in plain sight and it's been perfect for us and we love being there you know, people are still wearing a Cajun Reeboks hoping for it to get muddy, but, you know, maybe this year, guys. <laughs> we'll be back. You're there. listening to 105.3. Live. It's the Food Show, 105.3 FM HD2. And if you want to call in, 504-260-6368, holla at us. i got a question for these guys. i got a question for you listeners. I want someone to call in. I don't know if y'all could, Renee and Becker, the day of hogs, if you could, I don't know if you can answer this off the cuff, if you could guesstimate how much pork is consumed okay. in that one 
today. Well, let's start with Friday, bacon night. We can tell you how much is out there because Nooski's provides all the pork, and it's close to two tons of bacon out there. There's 3,800 pounds of bacon on Friday night at Hawks. <laughs> so we got that. Yeah. Um, I, I've done some back-of-the-envelope calculations, and I think that each— I think the average amount of pork that each team does. Keep in mind, he's a history major. Yeah, and a, and a lawyer. So this math isn't going to, it's not going to add up. But it's about 200 to 250 pounds on average per team of pork. So 90 teams, what's that, 18,000 pounds? Probably. There's no there's way to know. 18,000 pounds of pork. So Do you think there's anybody out there that's going to tell you you're wrong? 22,500. 22,500. 22, so not far off. So I mean, 10, 10 tons. 11 tons of yeah. pork. So it's enough to fill Lake Pontchartrain. <laughs> yeah, twice. <laughs> and this thing doesn't just draw a couple of pickup trucks full of people. I mean, it draws tens of thousands. Maybe, couldn't we say hundred? No. No, 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 no. We, it takes tens of thousands. We can say that. We can say it. It draws hundreds of thousands of calories that are definitely worth eating. It's creative. It's fun out there. But the there's so much to look at, and it's such it's a nice path, and you don't realize you're walking the whole time, so you're probably losing more weight than you're gaining. It's almost a health event. You know, it's almost a fitness event. I wouldn't Definitely. go that far. Well, okay. Doctors <laughs> Well, I've actually decided it's an anthology. There's just albums in an anthology. It used gotta, to be a marathon. You got to find that for me. I'm not that uh, educated. <laughs> Instead of tracks on an album, like a full album, it's mini albums on an anthology. That's awesome. So we're talking about this now, but the event, of course, is next weekend. So you've got an entire week to plan for this, right. the 29th and the 30th. But for, for newcomers, I mean, a lot of people are familiar with it. For newcomers, what would you say is some key advice if you're just going out there for the first time and you want to have a – you just want to have a great – Hogs debut for yourself. Here. I mean, first you got to stop by the, the silence of the hamster. Yeah. <laughs> hey guys, we got a we got a caller. Mark, you're on the food show. What you got, man? Renee and Becker. This is Mark Gervais with You Pigs Pies. Hey, Mark, how are you? How you doing, guys? Good. Good. I just want to give you guys a shout out on the radio to um, let everybody know these two guys do a great job at this event. It. Um, we've been my team's been involved in it since 2013. It's always an adventure. It's always a blast. It's for a great cause. But, you know, hats off to these two guys because I can tell you what, and Zandy as well, three guys and their team because they it's really a great event, not an easy thing to pull off, and they do a hell of a job with it. it and to, uh, if this is the mark I think it is, you know, what are you typically serving out there? We just uh, we they are said, serving with that. Go ahead. I said, we, we, our primary item is a little item we call the Hugh Pigs Pies. There you go. And it's um, an, an apple and pork stuffed pie that's deep fried golden brown. And we hit it up with a little sauce we call the Bliss at the end of it. And uh, we're probably serving up about 1,500 to 1,800 of them this next weekend. We, do, we were just getting to what's usually the first thing you would do at Hogs, and I can tell you all that a lot of people's first thing they do is get in line at Hugh Pigs because those 15 to 1800 sell out pretty quickly. Yeah. See, there, there's a perfect example, Mark, of, 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 of a great name. You threw me off. I thought you were saying Hugh Biggs. Like, man, Hugh Biggs is back? But that's awesome. You do a pork Hugh Pigs pie. That, I bet you people just flock for that. I'm going to get me one this year. Okay, so after you've you had your Hugh Pigs pie. Do, do you do you go immediately and fill up? Do you go raid a bunch of booths and then go jam out to some music? Do you yeah, take I mean, your time? I think you know it's hard. It's hard for me to tell you what to do as an attendee because I've never been one. I can tell you what I would like to do as an attendee, and that would be I'd like to get in, get the lay of the land. There's so, there's so many teams, and they've got 
they're all, you know, Mark does a great job. They have a huge signage. They usually have a hawker out front. You know, there's so much, so many things pulling you in. Make a lap. Make a lap. Grab a beer or a cocktail. Make a lap. Uh, see what's good. On the map will be all the team names, all the menus will be, or the Friday night bacon night will be on there. See who's out there. Look for lines, especially early. If you get out there early and there's a line, generally what that's going to mean is that that's someone, those are people who have been to this event and they know that this booth has something good. The Hugh Pig's pie or the, uh, the pulled pork mac and cheese or whatever it is. And that's what people are in line for. So look for the lines. But then, you know, don't be afraid to venture out. A lot of teams will have their pork puree items. A lot of teams will have new items this year. Some people will even have seafood. There's vegetarian options out there. Kind of get the feel. Most teams will have their menu board, and you can kind of see. And then set up a home base. I think come with a group, set up a home base like you would at, at, at another event, and send people out to make runs and pull, bring food it's, back. It's not you. the Super Bowl. You can say Jazz Fest. I think it's not yeah. like trademark. Well, I didn't want to just. <laughs> I didn't want to single them out. You know, people make bases all over. I mean. Uh, and we talk about the barbecue a lot for this event and the whole hog and the competition aspect. But you just named a whole lot of dishes you probably never see at Memphis in May or a traditional, you know, barbecue circuit event. Do you guys consider Hogs for the Cause a barbecue event, a barbecue-inspired event? How should people understand Absolutely that? a barbecue event. The only difference is when we created Hogs, we said we want to go to a barbecue event that you could eat food at and at most <laughs> barbecue events you can't and right. at hogs and it, it, while we do consider it a barbecue event it's new orleans so it's a kind of a maybe a little bit different play on barbecue and then there's just a lot of creativity that goes into their and, dishes and also you know new orleans didn't have a history of barbecue doesn't i mean you could go to port, parts west of the state and you can get boucherie and cochon de lay but you really don't have bar- you would you would not have had barbecue come yeah. about in a city where fires can happen, you know, like yeah. that just d- didn't happen. Does now. That, you know, yeah, but now <laughs> it does. And so we didn't have, in New Orleans, it's not like we had, oh, this is what barbecue is. This is this is East Texas barbecue, and if it's not brisket and sausage, no one's going to eat it. Like, that's not, we didn't have that culture. So we kind of said, the hog is a beautiful animal. As you guys know, y'all are chefs, you could do anything with the pig. Just do it. Let's have some great, cook great food with the pig. That's pretty much it. And, and you're pulling people not only from, Local. I mean, what's your what's some um, some big teams are coming from as far as wherever, like just a, all across the South, as far away. We've had teams as far away as Colorado. We've wow. had teams as far away as Chicago, Illinois, North Dakota. We went up I to mean, one time. Yeah, all over. But Somewhere. some of the big names, you know, Fox Brothers out of Atlanta comes in and, and puts out a great product every year. Um, you know, there, there's a there's a few guys that are on that circuit, but uh, the the guys that have been in this event for over ten years are doing equal caliber barbecue so uh the, the difference is we're locals in new orleans we're used to the humidity and smoking in the humidity is a little bit different than a lot of these guys are used to so uh it gets back to the pacing doesn't it it yes. does yes. it does it's kind of funny i remember one year when we were having one of our uh rainstorms it was terribly humid and the weather was getting ugly and some of the professional guys go i just knocked out 70 percent of the field and he's like and i was like why do you he said they don't know how to cook in humidity and it kind of held true, which which was interesting. Yeah. So, and you know, you got to watch. You know, this is because people go out there to party. I know this team here. I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, introduce the band. Bring them in. Okay, so we y'all know uh, we've already introduced Becker Hall, Renee Luat, and uh, the uh, golden voice of Ian McNulty. Crispy, crispy, the crispy voice. Crispy and I'll tell you, I got something crispy in front of me, and it's fried. 
It looks like it looks like fried chicken thighs, maybe wings from picnic provisions and whiskey. And one of the main guys behind the helm is Mr. Tory McPhail. What's happening, dude? Good afternoon, friends. Proud to be here. Proud to be here. So he's like the mad scientist on the team. And uh, I, you know what? I saw a movie just the other day, and y'all gonna. I don't know if I should say it because I'm never going to probably say never it. get over it. I've never seen this movie. and I saw it for the first time about a week ago. It reminded me of this Hogs team that we're on. And we're on a Hogs team called, everybody has fun names. You saw Hugh Pig's Pie. We're Silence of the Hams. Okay. And this team consists of a motley crew of Tori McPhail, uh, myself, Justin Kennedy, Jared Rawls, who uh, used to run La Boca. And he's coming down for the, for the show. We have Chris Montero, I'm going to introduce in a bit, who runs Napoleon House, general manager. And the man who brought it all together, Michael Brewer, who's the man at Copper Vine. What's happening, guys? And the movie I saw for the first time ever two weeks ago was the Blues Brothers. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> from God. Of their own. I, I was going to say Breakfast Club or something like that. A bunch, a bunch of what a great movie. It reminded me of you guys. Like all mm. these guys from all different realms of the food world, and we come together and just have a, a great time. And it, it, But one thing you got to watch at this event is these guys, everybody likes to have too much of a good time. And that could be a challenge, too, because the New Orleans people know how to have a great time and keep their composure and stay upright. Maybe some of these people from all these other teams from all across the country, they don't know how to do that. Because I saw a guy last year, he was supposed to be wa watching the smoker. He two, was passed out ago. and caught on two fire. years ago, yeah. <laughs> we had the guy next door to us. So so our mad scientist, Tori McPhail, did these wonderful tequila mockingbird slurp slurpees, slushies out there. And the guy next to us decided that he really enjoyed those, and he drank them all night long. And the funny thing is the next morning the, the team is standing there. This guy's laid out on the ground. Everybody's huddled around him with their arms crossed, looking like they just somebody killed their cat or something like that. And they open up the smoker, and you see this prehistoric bones sticking up, just charred and burned to a crisp. And that was their whole hog. They blamed us. I said, hey, if that's the case, we would have fed everybody tequila mockingbirds. <laughs> Sometimes the uh, you look at the field for Hogs of the Cause that morning, it looks like the opening to a Ken Burns documentary. Right? <laughs> yeah, There's smoke slowly rising, this body's splayed out. Dearest Elizabeth, the battle has yet to begin, and already I that's feel all, so That's just the production trailer. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, Tori, uh, Tori's... Uh-oh. Well, look, I want to talk uh, about what we got in front of us when we come back, because Tori's been at the helm of Commander's Palace since I was uh, uh, in short pants. And uh, he has a new uh, venture going on. We're going to talk about that. You're on the food show. Be back at you. <laughs> yeah, boy! <laughs> you on the food show, 105.3 FM, HD2, baby. And we, if you want to call in and talk hogs, talk food, talk drink, 2606368 is the box you need to be on. And if you ain't on that box, baby, your box ain't on. Somebody's on it. We got Mr. Jared Rawls on the scene. How you doing? You're on the food show. Make some noise, my boy. What's up, Grizz? What's happening, guys? Big Grizz. We got a lot to talk about with you. So Hold on, hold on. Let me uh, hold on one second here. 
Oh, I had to open my beer. Here we go. Right. <laughs> You're on. <laughs> Where are you at, Grizz? I I am in uh, southern Montana in the mountains. In a little town called Fishtail. Is that where they harvest the Rocky Mountain oysters from? Uh, actually, the place that I work at, uh, we do the testicle festival every year. Yeah. <laughs> and you're serious? And we call it test fest. I'm gonna be I'm I'm gonna be wearing the t-shirt when I get down there. Have you ever eaten one? Is there a certain way? It's a delicacy, right? Certain I way to prepare it. That's a that's a very personal question. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Just lots of ketchup. Lots of ketchup. They had a they had I'll tell you they had a guy uh, you know Parkway's not too far from the fairgrounds. And uh, uh, one old guy was telling me at Works Jazz Fest, his name's Lou. He does all the electrical work out there. And Lou was telling me that his dad was uh, uh, the veterinarian out there at Castrate the Horses. And he said, man, you ain't never had nothing as good in your life if you had some panade horse balls. (laughs) Slice them, put them in a little butter. And he said they were off the hook, man. And, and, you know, I I mean, I don't know if I'll ever be able to try it, but... uh, you know, I mean, to each his own. Yeah, you need to get that guy some Popeyes. Yeah, <laughs> maybe so, maybe so. What, but, do they, what do they call the um, you know fried seafood at, at Parkway? They call it golden, right? Right. Golden. Yeah, we say golden fried. So yeah. golden fried. Well, where are you getting that? <laughs> 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 something like golden what? globes. Yeah. So look, if uh, this voice, uh, Jared Rawls, he's uh, part of the team. He's part of the band. And, uh, you know, we're on a mission from God, and, 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 and Jared, uh, he, he he's a, he used to be the man for years behind the helm of La Boca, Argentine Steakhouse, uh, right there on Chapatulas, huh? Yep, yep. And uh, he decided to pick up, uh, get married, uh, uh, buy a trailer, and travel, uh, travel the country. And we call him Big Grizz for a reason, because sometimes he could be a little... A little grizzly, you know, a little grizzly fire going on. A little tough, a little rough around little the edges. <laughs> but when you got that beer, you're okay, Grizz. Are you excited? Yeah, Are you excited? You're coming down? You're not driving? You're flying? What, what's going on? Flying, flying. I can't take the trail that far right now. So I'm flying down, flying down next week. So I'll be there a full week with you guys. And, Looking and, forward to it. And, and this is perfectly in what you're talking about. This is like this guy, you don't see him at all in New Orleans anymore except the couple of days of hogs and he's peace he's out again <laughs> until next year you know I mean and, and what do you think I mean it's right in our backyard Jerry now that you've moved moved away and you're living across the country and it it, it, it drives you here and you're seeing different parts of uh, things going on I know you've seen bar- different kind of barbecues what what just makes this the hog so special just seeing eyes elsewhere uh, it's the it's the it's the camaraderie of all the chefs, really. I, I think that was what, what was the big draw from the beginning for me was, you know, not just you guys, Chris, Tori, Mike on the team, but all the other chefs. You know, it's it's probably the worst weekend in New Orleans to go out to eat because none of the chefs are in the restaurants. You know, they're all out there on the on the on the grounds having fun, and for me that was the big draw because it was the one weekend out of the year that all the chefs, all the cooks, everybody you know is all out there partying at the same time. And uh, for me, that was kind of the, the, the magnetic quality of the event. You know, the charity, as you said, not that it plays second fiddle, but it, uh, uh, there's, there's other alluring you know, aspects of this event that it draw everybody. There's so many different draws to it, and for me, it's that. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, interesting having so many chefs take part 
in this event. I also hear from a lot of teams uh, that aren't chefs that are really eager to to get that win to say they can lord it over James Beard award winning chefs yeah, and these, what? What these now? teams with chefs at these popular restaurants. And guess what? I'm just a CPA or an electrical contractor, and and we smoke their butt off out there. You and know, it happens of, more times than the chefs beat the regular folks, right? Uh, it's anybody's yeah, game. I mean, you know, our, our uh, last year's grand champion, uh, Swine Crew, uh, I mean, that's a bunch of, like, real estate appraisers, uh, accountants, OBGYNs. They're in a chef on the group, but they're guys who just absolutely love to cook. Uh, and they came out there and placed really high in three of the four categories and walked away with their second grand champion title. So, uh you know, I think they're making letter jackets this year with little pouches, <laughs> well, you know patches, and everything. But since we do have so many chefs in the room here from your team and, and Jared on the phone, um, rare opportunity when he came down off the mountain to, to, to reconnect with society. What, it's a mission from God. Yeah, what, does a, what does an event like Hogs do for you? How is it different from what you might do for your restaurants? And we see all those restaurants add a lot of charitable events that are amazing, and you guys are very giving with your time to take part in those things. How is your experience at Hogs unique? Because that? because it's us. As a, what I mean is, we all work for big restaurant groups, uh, and we do lots and lots of charities. But this one, we don't put whomever logos on our shirts. We're silence in the hand. It's just a bunch of guys. We don't have to carry the flag of our. As much as we enjoy that throughout the year, working for our corporate entities. When we do this, it's just a bunch of guys getting together, and, and that changes the whole paradigm for us. Probably you know? much to the relief of those corporate entities that are not named yeah. on anything. And, the, and, the, <laughs> and much to the relief of them and, and much to the empty pockets that we all have because none of us have, we're used yeah. to being able to get anything we want. So we've got to get more creative than we ever thought we would have to. And I've, I've seen a bunch of guys in their professional, a lot of guys in this room in their professional kitchens, and I've also seen them at Hogs. <laughs> totally different world. Totally, you're not even talking to the same guy. But that's the fun of it, right? That outdoor cooking aspect. No, I, I, I absolutely agree. I mean, this is one of the, the premier events for all of us as chefs because we, you know, we're in our restaurants all the time, every day, morning, noon, and night. And for us to try to get out and, and actually camp in the, you know, out, outskirts of the city and hang out with our buddies and, uh, you know, have a couple of cold ones, it's just it's something very, very special. And all that money goes to a, to a great cause. Yeah. Look, we got another call. Man, we're on a roll. Jared, you stay on the line. You're part of the team. But Madeline, you're on the food show. What's happening? Oh, what's up, food show? So I have a question for Ray and Decker. Yeah, shoot. All right, so I understand you guys have a pretty sweet team of interns, and I was just wondering, out of those interns, who your favorite one is? Well, you know, since you're the only one who called in, Madeline, I guess it's you. Um, <laughs> congratulations. You just rocketed to the top of the power ranking. But the public should know that we do have a yeah. very rigorous so, power I mean, ranking structure. We do. We grade all of our interns. The bottom three are relegated. Uh, to trash duty on the following year, it's like the it's like the Premier League. I will say, you know, it is a huge produ- production. Uh, we have plenty of people who help us. A couple of years ago, probably eight years ago, we started an intern program. Uh, start bringing people in and helping us do various things. They really are fantastic. Uh, and one of the coolest things about it is if you do three years of service with us, um, which is that's asking a lot. I mean, that that's like not even Becker's wife is on three years of service yet. So if you not confident you'll make it there yeah, either. If you do that, you get a onesie, which is sort of our denotion that you you've made it to upper man. So if you see somebody in a powder blue coverall out right. at Hogs, that means they're they've 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 put up with a lot. But right now, Madeline, I guess you're number one. Uh, yep. Tell all the other ones 
That, but but uh, in reverse, a lot of times we and the interns get to rank the teams that they yeah. like the best. Yeah, and there, we actually so. a couple of years ago turned over uh, the best Friday night party judging. We're getting a little too old to judge it. So we turned it over to the interns. So they spend the night walking around and judging all the parties, and they have a good time with that. So. Yeah, that's awesome. Madeline, what's your, who's your favorite team? Um, my favorite team right now, we had an event for our plot draft um, just last month, and my favorite team to get interview at the plot draft had to be Deuce Pigolo. Hang up the phone. So. <laughs> 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 answer. Right. Bottom of the rankings. Uh, call screener. Uh, <laughs> Uh, these calls are really juiced in by these these <laughs> these, these two hogs guys. They're 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 running things right now. They're they're dangling. This the spot strings. was brought to you by Deuce Bigelow Pork Gigolo. Come see us at Hogs for the Cost, where we're selling egg rolls. Yeah. Well, no, no, they're great. But look, uh, you come down, you come by and uh, try out signs at a hams this year. We're gonna change your mind, young lady. And by the and look, uh, speaking of interns, uh, over here in the left, he's, he's not on the mic, but he's going to come back and introduce the last part segment of the show. I got Emmanuel, and he's an intern uh, that uh, uh, Warren Eastern High School, one of the oldest uh, uh, public high schools in the country. Uh, they're, they're bringing back some vocational classes, and one of them is uh, hospitality. And uh, he, he's over here on the... Uh, he joined the Parkway team just to learn the ins and outs of the restaurant, see what it takes. So I think it's incredible that you're doing that. Unfortunately, it reminds me of when Kramer on Seinfeld has Darren, his intern. <laughs> but uh, I, I do hope he's learning a lot from you. He is. He, uh, I hope he is. <laughs> but anyway, hey, Jared, you still around, huh? I'm here. Okay, okay, well, good. Well, look, I want to go, uh, I want to talk to Tori because Tori, you know, Madeline, this is the guy who's going to change your mind. Uh, and, and this is going to be the new. The, we're going to be we're going to be grand champions. We'll get to why we won whole hog last year, and uh, while Mike Brewer will not use a regular smoking pit, he wants to build cook hogs and all kind of crazy contraptions. But it, it works, so whatever. But uh, Tory McPhail has been everybody. He, he needs no introduction. He's been uh, the helm of Commander's Palace and still is for many years, and many hopefully many years to come. And he just uh, ventured out with. Uh, and opened up a, uh, I mean, right down the road, a place called Pic- Picnic Provisions and Whiskey. And, I mean, they're doing, what do we got in front of us right here, Tori? We got uh, all kinds of stuff. I wanted to give you all uh, a couple of spicy bites. I know we're talking about hogs. We're talking about springtime and, and what that means to food all across the city. Uh, but we have these beautiful um, all-natural Joyce Farms chicken. We make them nice and spicy. Finish those with crystal hot sauce pulp. That's one of the byproducts from the hot sauce industry here in South Louisiana. And as they go to strain it, it looks like almost like um, orange sawdust. Right, that goes on top of that, and then we finish that with a lemon and white miso mayonnaise. So uh, salty, spicy, rich, big umami bomb, and it's kind of nice to be able to gather around, have some, um, have some whiskey, have a little bit of rosé here in the, in the studio, and have some good food. Now, I know you're not that busy with, uh, you're not that busy with Commander's Palace. I no, know you can no, do more things. So uh, yeah. what, what, what got you to venture, venture out with and, and do something, mm-hmm. uh, something else? Well, I feel like I'm a workaholic. I know all the guys sitting around the table, regardless of uh, what we and do I for know that, pro- you professions. Know. I mean, everybody, this is what we do. Um, but we have commanders. I've been with the family now for about 27 years. And we have a little spot in the French Kohler called Sobu. But um, new friends, Daryl Reginelli and, and uh, T, obviously, I've known for a long, long time. We got together one day and they said, hey, Tori, what are you, what are you doing on your off day? And I said, well, I'm going to put the paddle boards on top of the Jeep. I'm going to go to Bayou St. John. I'm going to have a picnic. 
you know, just finally enjoy the great outdoors. And so here we are, you know, tomorrow's the first day of spring. And so this restaurant is built with the idea that we're going to deliver picnics to you in the park, in Ottoman Park, the zoo, whatever the deal is. So you can call us up and say, hey, look, man, I want a bottle of champagne, a couple of Sazeracs, and some spicy fried chicken, and we'll deliver to you in the great outdoors. We're extending hospitality into a realm here in the city that um, nobody has conquered yet. That is so awesome, man. <laughs> Ian, have you been? Oh, yeah. 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 This is their early, early days. was lured in. Yeah, right uh, from the, the aroma. Start. That, right from uh, start. Yeah, that crab boil, fried chicken style. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's, it's great. I think I had uh, a pulled pork, pulled pork uh, pimento cheese. Mm-hmm. It yeah, was... We had a, a pig dip sandwich. That was pretty darn that good. That was it, the pig dip. Yeah, we, um, we barbecue um, uh, a whole beef rib. Right? Each, each, each rib is, is about a pound and a half. Right, we do, we do that. Those things go for about uh, 12 hours at 225 degrees. Um, all that stuff from Harris Harris Ranch, but just really good food, organically done, all natural. So white tablecloth, white tablecloth perspective, done in a very casual t-shirt and flip-flop environment. Yeah, and when you go in there, it has such a good, fresh vibe, and yeah. all the staff is so friendly, you know. And so it is, they're all uplifted, having a good time, and. Uh, yeah, it's it's a beautiful place. Well, fried and there's whiskey. Another one of those dishes that uh, that everybody's got an opinion on, right? Everyone's got their favorite. Everyone, but here you are, you're doing something very different. You know, it's a different it's a different stab at uh, at the classic. Uh, how did you develop that? Did it come about over time? Were you trying it out? I know you did a little uh, a little fried chicken eating yourself on the road to get in there. You know, we we're talking about history earlier, and the history of barbecue is not really represented here in New Orleans, just from um, from the city and how everything kind of came together. And I and I. I would tell you that fried chicken uh, is kind of exactly the same. It's just never been one of those city type of dishes that people really, really enjoyed. You know, our, our cuisine here in New Orleans, it, it's Creole food. You know, it's not Cajun food. It's not Southern food. It's its own thing. And fried chicken is not na- naturally one of those things that always comes to mind. Um, but I love fried chicken. It's one of those comfort, comfort foods, regardless of where you live in America. Um, so we did our due diligence. I've been to 108 fried chicken restaurants <laughs> all across the United States, even, um, even two nights ago. I was in New York City, and, and I, I was eating at a, a yakitori restaurant, and they have two versions of fried chicken. But we decided, hey, look, with some New Orleans spirit and really good flavor, we're going to do crawfish boil fried chicken. And so we have uh, the best chicken in America. Right now it comes from Joyce Family Farms. We season that with all the ingredients of a crawfish boil to give that very unique New Orleans feel to it. And then fry it with passion and care and dedication. And um, just try to harvest as many local and organic ingredients as we can to build out the rest of the menu. Yeah, you can definitely taste it. I'm going to tell you my fried chicken, a couple of fried chicken stories. One is this. I had the idea to fry chicken on Mardi Gras night. I said... (laughs) I'm going to do it myself. (laughs) It actually went wonderful. We're going to get to that part of the story. So I I brined it 24 hours, then sat it in the fridge overnight, uncovered, let it cool, let it dry out. I did the, it's like the Michael Ruhlman recipe. I'm sure you've seen it. Did it. But by the time I was pulling like the last batch of chicken out at say 730 at night, things were starting to get to that fuzzy state where like all of a sudden the comus heads are going to make sense on WIS. <laughs> Thank goodness no one was injured. But I woke up the next morning going like that could have been a disaster. Like, but uh, I love fried chicken too. It's probably my f- absolute favorite yeah. food. Um, and you know, the I other thing like there's the adage in wine, it takes a lot of beer to make wine. Yeah. It takes a lot of fried chicken to put on hogs. Yeah, I yeah. would say, I would say I'm actually like already looking forward to the Tuesday of hogs. Uh, we we get fried chicken out on the site while we're doing some build out, so I may have to send one of our, one of those lovely interns over to picnic to come pick yeah. some up. But um, yeah, fried chicken, man, I can I can eat it all day. You know, speaking of fried chicken, I'm just talking about tomorrow's show. I'm also hosting tomorrow, and uh, 
my two big uh, benefits that I'm a part of is Hogs for the Cause and the Al Copeland Foundation. So tomorrow we have Al Jr. and a couple of his concepts, including the, the brand new Nole that's about to open probably in the next month on St. Charles. But uh, definitely going to talk about Picnic to Him, let him go try you out, you know. Because his old man was a chicken king, huh? Exactly right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But look, uh, I w- look, Tori, I want you to talk about everybody has, they got the pork puree, right, fellas, Becker, Renee? Uh, the pork puree is, is the crazy, kooky, fun, over-the-top thing you want to send in to the judges. Am I right? Uh, or it could be simple, or is it whatever? Yeah, you- it's just sort of, you know, that sort of came about because we said, let's do something other than the traditional barbecue categories. And so pork puree sounded like, hey, just do something great with the pig. I mean, it's that simple. So I'd love to hear what y'all are doing. Bacon night. Divulge. And on bacon night. Right. Yeah, that's it. So so we have to stay true to the cause, literally, right? So it has to be something with barbecue, I I kind of feel like in my mind. But but here we are, we're after Lent, and we kind of said, hey, man, it's seafood season here in New Orleans, so what are we really going to do? And so the the guys and I, we kind of talked about it. So we're going to do a a hog jowl or face bacon barbecued jumbo lump crab cake, right? Because after you spend oh my god, a- after you spend a decent amount of time at hogs, you know all the ladies are saying, "What? There's no salad out here, right? <laughs> There's no seafood out here. Everything's got pig in it." Well, you came to a barbecue competition, right? Um, in high heels, no. in high, in, exactly. <laughs> and the outfits are amazing for sure. And so we're gonna take um, we're gonna take hog jowls. We're gonna slowly barbecue them. And they're, they're super, super rich, right? And so the, the meat's going to be fall off the bone tender. We're going to save all that meat, right? We're going we're to fold that into the uh, jumbo lump crab to add that really good smoky barbecue kind of seasoning. And then we need to add some ravigot. That's, that's classic here in New Orleans. But we're going to take all that hog jowl fat, and into that we're going to crack in organic eggs and fresh mustard and fresh lemons, sea salt, fresh cayenne pepper. And we're going to start to emulsify all this barbecued hog jowl fat into that to make a really good, rich ravigot mayonnaise. Into that, we'll fold in all of our fresh jumbo lump crab, the barbecued hog jowl falling off the bone tender, and we'll make a really good crab cake mix. And at that point, then we'll take a, um, a spoon, put them in these beautiful um, stainless steel rings, and then we're going to have our smoker hot, ready to roll. We'll spoon in our jumbo lump crab with all this beautiful mayonnaise, the hog jowl. And we're going to barbecue them with no bread, no additives, no gluten, no nothing else. And then once they start to roll in the smoker, the eggs start to cook, right? And they start to souffle a little bit. And you gently wiggle off the stainless steel ring, and it's the perfect, most unbelievable jumbo lump crab cake you've ever had with no, no filler at all. So as soon as you crack into it with a spoon, the whole thing falls apart. You get this smoky, rich delicious barbecue flavor with local Louisiana seafood. I want that. I want that. that. Where is it? Can we have one? This is going to happen. Dude, we really are on a mission from God. Oh, my God. It's a food show. 105.3 FM HD 2. That's a great idea. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.